Good evening. If you will, let's turn to John chapter 12. John chapter 12. They're on the back table. I printed out some of the end-of-year financial statements. And uh, I emailed it to everybody just a little bit ago, too. So I'm thankful for you. Thankful for what the Lord's done in your heart. Magnificent. Exceedingly abundant. More than we could hope. John 12. I was <clears throat> just noticed to Kimberly. I was telling Kimberly I noticed this evening. Our Lord was at the first Passover in his public ministry in John chapter 2. And he purged the temple. What y'all is doing is wrong. And that was a great miracle. 30, 40, 50,000 people were there. And this one that was low and meek and humble. and He made a whip. And he run them off out of his father's house. You get out of here. Twelve months goes by. And John 6, there's another Passover. There's a whole year. Whole year took place. Passover come around again. Jews Passover, Jews feast. He feeds 5,000. He purges the temple, feeds his people. He walks on the water, and he goes and he teaches in that tabernacle. He taught. Oh, what was what that would be like to hear from him. And he said, I'm the bread of life. So from John 2 to John 6, whole year. From John 6, John 12, whole year. Now he's coming to this third Passover in his earthly ministry, and he's the Passover. <laughs> he purged the temple. He fed his people because he's the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Isn't that something? That's amazing, isn't it? Well, our prayers show us those things that we can behold the lamb. What we're going to look at here in John 12 is what's written in many headings as the triumphal entry. He triumphantly enters Jerusalem. He's always been triumphant, but he was going there to triumph. That's why he was going. But this is recorded in all four Gospels. All four Gospels. We ought to really pay close attention to it. We ought to pay close attention to it. It says in verse 12, John 12, 12. On the next day, after he'd raised Lazarus and those things took place, on the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon, as it was written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh, sitting on an ass's colt. These things understood not, his disciples at the first. But when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things were written of him and that they had done these things unto him. Up until now, every time the Lord healed somebody, every time he'd done a miracle, every time he'd done something at the Mount of Transfiguration, what did he tell them? Don't you tell nobody. Don't Keep us to yourself. Don't you tell nobody this. Don't you tell nobody this. He was so discreet in his ministry, wasn't he? For three and a half years, he's walked this earth. So discreet. And now, he rides into the capital city on a colt's ass. And they're throwing down palms. Everybody's heard about him, runs out. They're throwing these palm leaves down. And they're throwing their garments down so he don't have to touch nothing. 
like us throwing rose petals in front of somebody. They throw these things down, praising him, singing to him. Right into the big city during the feast of the Passover, right in their big religious holiday, the Jews' Passover. Here he comes. Who's this? This is somebody. Even them disciples sat back and said, what's going on? This is somebody. We had a president one time that was in the war, 1812. His men looked at him, a whole company, and they said, we're going to mutiny. <laughs> and he said, you mutiny, I'll kill every one of you. And they said, I think he's serious. They decided not to mutiny. <laughs> Why? Well, that's somebody important. That was somebody with authority and ability in front of him, wasn't it? Who's this? Who's this? Every time they tried to kill him, they tried to kill him. They take up stones, and he was gone. He walked right through them. They said, we're going to make him king. They walked right through them. They couldn't get their hands on him. He was so discreet and, and slipped right through them. Well, this hour has come. Here comes the king. The king is coming. Hosanna. Blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. He's the king. That's his name. You know, a savior. What's a savior do? They save folks that need saving. What's a redeemer do? They redeem people that can't redeem themselves. What's a king do? They rule and reign a kingdom <laughs> and a people. This is the king. This is the king. That's his name. That's what he does. Years ago, y'all probably remember Chevy Nova. Boy, sold a bunch of them, didn't they? And they took them down to Mexico, and they didn't hardly sell none. Well, why? It means no-go in Spanish. Would you buy a car that was a no-go? Would you have a king that did whatever you told him to do? Would you have a savior that was at your beck and call? A redeemer that only used the money you allowed him? This is the king. The king. Not like earthly kings. Not like as of a man. Not like our thoughts. Not like our ways. This is the king. Turn over to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. The Old Testament was full of these prophecies. About this coming king. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. Why? He's the king. His name, this king's name is going to be Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of that government and the peace in that government, there's not going to be an end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, because it's a king, to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth forevermore. How's this, what's this going to, how's it coming about? How's that going? Well, we got a lot of work ahead of us, don't we? Oh, no. Who's going to do all this? The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. What we're going to do? Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. Watching. Watching. Wait on him. We see it fulfilled here in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on the this wise. When his mother, Mary, was a spouse to Joseph. This is the engagement period. Before they came together, before they were physically married and consummated, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Joseph, who was a just man, like any other man that was wise and had reason, said, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> she said, this, is, this child I'm bearing, this is the, of the Holy Ghost. He said, I bet. What would you think? I bet it was. 
He was a just man, not willing to make a public example of, right? I, I could take you out and just humiliate you, but I ain't in that business. He was minded to put away privately. Verse 20, but when he thought on these things, how am I going to put her away? And We both will save a little bit of face. Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. What does it say there in Isaiah 9? The Lord's accomplishing this. His zeal is doing this. But what else? And she shall bring forth the Son, thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now, all this, this immaculate conception, Joseph, was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold. A virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, God with us. Watch this, verse 24. Then, <laughs> then, Joseph, being raised from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. <laughs> the angel of the Lord came to him and said, You're going to call his name Jesus. The Lord's done this. Call his name Jesus. He's the king. That's what those men you just read. They came looking for what? The king of the Jews. Born king of the Jews. That's where he was born for, wasn't it? He's going to be king. He's going to save his people, his kingdom, from their sins, from something. Right? God with us. That's who it is. And this is all according to the scriptures, Joseph. According to the scriptures. I told you, and now I'm going to do it. <laughs> Just as I said I was going to do it. He's going to prove to Joseph he's God. I could say I'm going to do something. I may do it. I may not. If the Lord wills, I will. He said, just as the scripture said, and then Joseph woke up. He got after it. This is the king according to the scriptures. The king, that's who's walking or going down that road on a colt's ass. That's who they're screaming Hosanna to. That's who they're throwing those palm leaves down and their garments, their robes. I love that. <laughs> What's all you good stuff? Throw it on the ground. Let him trample on it. Ain't even worth walked on, is it? We read in Psalm 2, why do the heathen rage? And why do the people imagine a vain thing? People do that. People walk around this world all day, every day, imagining in a figment of their imagination vain things, vanity. The kings of the earth, they set themselves. Well, I'm king. Well, I'm doing this, and I'm in charge. They do, don't they? The Lord says he's going to laugh at them. He's going to laugh at them. I wouldn't want to be laughed at on that, would you? He said, yet I have set my king. The capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, the Lord of hosts, the self-existent one, said, I've set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, he tells his son, and I'll give you the heathen for your inheritance. This great king, the Lord set, going to have a bunch of heathens as his kingdom. Would you pick that? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. A lot of things I'd do different than that. He said, In the other most parts of the earth for thy possession. Things you can't see, they're yours. Speaking of the enemies against this king, every king has an enemy. If king, they've got kingdoms, there's constituents, there's subjects in that. They're hated too. We're hated as a as a, a person of a nation, a citizen of a nation, by people we've never met just because we're born here, isn't it? Learn something about federal headship. It says in Revelation 17, 
These shall make their war with the Lamb, all of his enemies, and the Lamb shall overcome them, because for he's the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Ain't that something? That's what, the, that's what he declares. <laughs> Don't feel like it, does it? Don't feel like it. This king came to save. That's what the king, he's going to do something. There's enemies, there's battles, and, and we're in trouble. He came to do something. He came to save his people by laying down his life. That's what the good shepherd came to do. We looked last week there in Isaiah 50. Like that willing bond servant that stood over by the doorpost and, and the master, if he loved his master and loved his wife and loved his family, bored his ear. In Isaiah 50, verse 5, it says, The Lord God hath opened mine ear. He bored it out, but he's opened my ear. And I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiter. That's what we're going to read here in a minute. That's where he's going. And my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair, I hid not my face from the shame and the spitting. He didn't hide his face. For the Lord God will help me. He believed the Father, trusted him solely the whole time. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint. I was thinking John Wayne movies. They'd strike a strike anywhere match on him. Set his face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. And I thought, you know what? As he's going, they're crying out, Hosanna, which means save now. Oh, save. Hosanna means save now. And he's hearing this. His ear was open. He heard, and he had his face set like a flint. He's riding that colt's ass right in Jerusalem to go give his beard, give his back, and, and not hide his face from all the, the punishment that God was going to turn his back on him. And he heard these crying, Hosanna. There's a whole bunch of them there that said, man, this is the guy that's finally going to get us out of a Roman dictatorship. They tried making him king already, didn't they? They said, boy, this is our, we're going to have good health care and, and taxes are going to be lower, whatever. It's personal benefit. He could tell the difference. There were people there crying, save now because he's the king. He's the Lord and king. He's their Lord and their God. And they're bowing to him. Sounds exactly the same, looks exactly the same. He could discern. He heard those that were saying that for personal benefit, and he didn't stop and said, now let me tell you something. <laughs> Your tares, I can, I can pick you out. Nobody else can. And he didn't hear those saying, oh, Lord, save. And he didn't hear that with his ear and turned to them and said, no, it's going to be all right. It wasn't time for comfort. That wasn't the season for that, was it? Would you turn? You hear your, those opposing you? Oh, man. I want to take the bait sometimes. Turn right at him and say, you know what? Lord rebuke you. Here's what he said. Or taking praise. Somebody earnestly. Thank you. Well, I'm glad. Oh, just to thank the Lord bless that. and Take time away. From, I, want, I hope he make me set my face like a flint. He gave me something to do. Don't matter how many If this place has 5,000 people in it a day or there's 1.5. <laughs> he gave me a job to do. I want to do it. His ear was open. And they were crying, save now. Neither way swayed him. The naysayers didn't distract him and the praise of the sheep didn't slow him down. That's why he was going, was to go die. It says up in verse 7, John 12, 7, that Jesus said after uh, Judas rebuked her, 
said, we could have sold that for the poor. He said, leave her alone. Against the day of my bearing hath she kept this. No, so this is not that hour, is it? My hour's not yet come. That's what he was thinking of. It's getting close, wasn't it? This good shepherd came to lay down his life for the sheep. And that was his will. And he willingly did it. He willingly did it. That colt wasn't pulling him. He's riding it. <laughs> he, was, he was pulling the reins going in. Lord uses means, doesn't he? We'll have, a good article. we'll have a good article in the bulletin this Sunday about the God of means, but uh, my brother Frank Tate, it's going to be wonderful. You'll like it. But Paul said, this man came, he preached at Acts 2, and he said he did all his signs and wonders and miracles. He just raised Lazarus, and you know it. Hey, this is modern day, current time. This is current events, isn't it? And he said, you know it. He looked him dead in the eye with his face set like a flint and said, you know it. You know it. And him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, that's who put him on the cross. Our sins did it. That's who ordained it. That's who determined for all these things to happen. But you've taken with wicked hands and have crucified and slain. That was the means the Lord was pleased to use. And whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be beholden of it. <laughs> He's risen. He's risen. He willfully did this. This was his, his will and the Father's will. Their will was one. They are one. And by his determinate counsel, he was on that colt's ass going into Jerusalem. Our text says there in verse 12, On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm leaves and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna! Blessed is the King of Israel. That cometh in the name of the Lord. Who's the king going to save? His people. His people. He's not going to go save another people. He's going to save his people. He's going to save his people from their sins. He's going to save his kingdom. His kingdom. Who's his kingdom? Well, he's the king of Israel. He's going to save Israel. Who's that? We ain't hardly there on Sunday morning, yet. It won't be long. Jacob. King of Jacob. Blessed is the king of Jacob. That's what they're saying. Isn't it? King of the Jews. King of Israel. King of Jacob. Look over in Romans 2. Romans chapter 2. Romans 2 verse 28. For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. May God get a hold of you and teach this to you. You ready? Who's the Jews? That's Israel. For he is not an Israel, an Israelite, which is one outwardly, neither that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh, but he is an Israelite, which is one inwardly. You want to see something precious? He's not a Jacob, which is one outwardly. What's those outward Jacobs look like? Well, I can see them a mile away. They're, they're, they're doing the drugs, and they're saying the dirty words, and they're watching the dirty movies, and they're drinking things out of cans they ought not be drinking. <laughs> All the bad stuff, isn't it? That ain't who he's king of. But he's a Jacob, which is one inwardly. Who's, who's those Jacobs 
that God's the God of Jacob of. My outside of this cup might be clean. It might be. It's plenty of dirt on it. I tell you that right now on the outside. <laughs> oh, you all see the inside. Are you a Jacob inwardly when nobody's looking? That you? That's who he's a king of. King of Israel. King of the Jews. King of Jacob's in there. That's our king. Turn to Matthew 27. Here's what he did. Matthew 27. Verse 11, Matthew 27, 11. And Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest. You said it. Didn't you? Look down at verse 29. Here's what they did to him. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns... And put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They're going to. They're going to. Hail, King of Israel. Hail, King of Jacob's. They spit on him. And they took the reed and they smote him on the head. Why'd they do all this? He, he showed up to them. They couldn't catch him. No man could lay a hand on him. Why did he go there to Jerusalem to do all this? They had no wrongdoing to charge the Lord with. They had one accusation. One accusation to get him on. Look down verse 37. And set up over his head his accusation written. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. In John 19, we read, that was translated in three languages. In those three popular languages at the time, Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Whoever it was, they could see it. This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Then they said something else about him. Verse 42, he saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he be King of Israel, let him come down from that cross and we'll believe him. Ha! No, you wouldn't. <laughs> He's told you before, hasn't he? That's what Herod it irks me when people say, we're going to go worship today. And you can just hear the octaves change. That's what Herod told them wise men. You go find him. I ain't going to go. <laughs> That's a waste of time. Too much work, isn't it? It ain't going to cost me nothing. You go find him. And then whenever you find him, I'll go worship him. Hogwash. You'll kill him. Well, That's what he wanted to do, wasn't it? That's what the Lord revealed to him. They said, you come down from that cross, we'll believe you. No, they wouldn't. But boy, what they said. Isn't that prophetic? What truth that come out of their mouths in contention? He saved others. They knew that. Himself he could not save. Mm. Remember Caiaphas, that high priest? He said, don't you see how this is expedient for us? This is good for us. That one man should die for the people that the whole nation perish not? Him saying that, being high priest that year. I hope I never... Lord, keep me from being somebody that used to preach the gospel. I got a horrible message emailed to me the other day, and I've known the man for 25 years. And I went to email John Reeves up in rescue today, and that, that fellow's email popped up, and I just sunk even deeper. Oh, keep me. Keep me. Back in our text, are in John 12. John 12, verse 12. On the next day... <clears throat> 
Much people that were come to the feast, when they had heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, save now. Blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass set thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, thy king cometh, sitting on an ass's colt. These people, this is the king that's there. He's coming to do something. He's coming to die and redeem his people from their sins. Who's that people? He has a people. He's a king. He's going to redeem them. They need redeeming. <laughs> He's going to save them. They need saved, don't they? Who is true Israel? Who is that? Who's these daughters of Zion? Who are his people? What are they like? We saw that that's Jacob's on the inside, isn't it? What's that like? This one word is beautiful, isn't it? What kind of coat was that? A, a young ass. It was young. Well, that means a whole lot. It means a whole lot. These disciples didn't understand all this until later. Could you imagine if that was given to you? You got to tell them. There's the apostles sitting there, and they're scratching their heads, and they're like, I, what's the significance of all this? We don't get it. Why? No, this is like contrary to everything we thought was going on. And half them thought it was going to be an earthly kingdom, at least temporary, didn't they? Could you imagine? We know these things. You want me to tell you why? I was a young young ass. He was sitting on. This is amazing, boys. That'd be, that'd be good to tell them, wouldn't it? What a privilege. What an undeserved privilege to handle these things that are so immense and so holy. And that's what's been put in our charge. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go tell them why. Go tell them who this is, what they look like. There in verse 14 it says young. That means a lot. The Jacobs, the Israels, the daughters of Zion, they are just like young asses. He said you got to be like a child. You have to become a child in my kingdom, don't you? What's the significance of that? This young donkey. Turn over to Luke 19. Luke 19. <coughs> If I had to make myself a Jacob, <laughs> if I had to make myself feel bad enough for my sins or see my sins or if there's something I have to do to be saved, I can't do it. I, can't, I have to be made that way. I have to be brought down low. My instincts to be up, made up high. Ride the tallest horse I can get a hold of. The Lord saves his people. Look here in Luke 19, verse 29. And it came to pass... When he was come nigh to Bethphage and Bethany at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go ye into the village over against you, in the which at your entering ye shall find a colt tied, whereon yet never a man sat. This is a young one. Nobody's rode him yet. Is that simple? That's not hard, is it? You have to have a theological degree and an abacus and a calculator and all this other stuff to figure it out. It's a young colt. Nobody's rode him. What's he say? Loose him. You heard that before? Loose him. Bring him hither. Unwind him. Bring him to me. And if any man asks you, why you loose him? Why are you doing these things? This is foolish. <laughs> you ain't allowed to do that. Why are you doing this? Thus <clears throat> shall ye say unto him, because the Lord hath need of him. And they that were sent went their way and found even as he had said unto them. And as they were loosing the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, Why loose ye the colt? Could you imagine that? 
I mean, that's, it don't matter if anybody's ever rode it. That's livestock. I mean, in our day, right now, that's expensive. But we have vehicles. Uh, back then, that's real expensive, isn't it? Well, if somebody was horse thieves, we know that's bad in our generation, don't we? Punishable by death. <laughs> if somebody's stealing your dog, you come home, you got a bunch of dogs, somebody's untying one of your dogs. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you thinking? And they said, the Lord hath need of him. Lord needs it. Well, take it. <laughs> take it. This young ass, this young coat, had never been broken. Never been broken. Never been bound. Never been ridden off all that man in the tombs we looked at last time. No one could tame him. No ruler had ever been over him. He was wild. Wild. Just like a young ass, isn't it? No king had ever ruled over him until this king. Nobody could bind him but this man. This is one stronger, isn't it? If our president, like our king, was going to ride on a horse at an event, and you had to pick the horse, what kind of horse would you pick? I want the most trained, a strong, calm, steady horse for him to ride, wouldn't you? If that was your job, somebody gave you that job, we want the tamest, best-trained horse we could find, wouldn't we? Not this king. We'd want the biggest, whitest stallion that was beautiful and just looked magnificent. Brought all the attention to him. Not this one. Go find me an untamed colt. Down Stonewall Jackson's got a monument down there at Bull Run. And he looks like he's been taking the same steroids that horse has. They both have muscles on top of muscles. I mean, it's outrageous outlandish but to make us look good isn't it? not this king not this king here's the king of kings the king of kings unappealing uncomely and a young old unbroken donkey underneath him his people are lame they're halt they're blind they're deaf they're dumb they're sinners they're crooks they're prostitutes cheats mafiosos commercial fishermen sailors that's who he's, his people are. Isn't that good? That's good news if you're any of those things. This ass had never been ridden. And the disciples come to bring it to the Lord, and the owner stops them. So what are you doing? I said, the Lord needs it. Any way this played out, it doesn't give us much information. The Lord performed it. But I thought of three ways that this could have happened. The owner said, I don't want this donkey anyway. It's stubborn. We can't put a saddle on it. We can't ride it. It smells. Just take it. Just take it. Get rid of it. The Lord will use it, won't he? Everything that's just cast to the side, cast out in the field, naked in its own blood. He says, that's mine. Give it to me. Undesired. Well, what if that owner said, it's for the Lord? Well, it's his anyway. Take it. <laughs> Why didn't you say so? And I thought, what well, if somebody came to my house, somebody I'd never met, and that's taking our, stealing our car? What are you doing? The Lord needs it. Would I say okay? Would you? If he turned the heart, he said the, the, the king's heart's in his hand, isn't it? We think that's rulers of a nation. You're the king. You think you're the boss. And he shows you I'm the king. And like like that old game on the playground, they don't he don't get a hold of us and we yell uncle, we yell king. King. That's who we bow to, isn't it? I remember Egypt, whenever they sent out Israel. I always thought of the, the Emancipation Proclamation in our na nation back in 1865. Whenever all the slaves were freed, they went to their masters. 
And they said, give me your wife's jewelry. And uh, we're going to need all that. We're going to go make a tabernacle for the God out in there. And, and all the, the slave owners said, sure. Yeah, here, you know what? That's a long log. Let me make you a sandwich. That's going to be a lot of stuff to carry. I got a bottle of water for you. Let me get a backpack. That'll make it a lot easier on you. What is that? That's the Lord making somebody willing in the day of his power. And if they knew him, them owners, they said, the Lord wants it? Give it to him. <laughs> it's his. Take it. What's the other way? They could have said, we don't want it. It's his. Take it anyway. Or that owner wanted to do something more. He said, you know what? I've got a lovely horse in the other paddock. This is for the Lord. This is for the Lord. We're not, we're not going to some dime store and finding a donkey. This is, the Lord wants something to ride. I got something for him to ride. It's in the back paddock. It's brilliant. It's like Stonewall's horse. Strong, huge, well-trained, well-trained. It'll stand still. It'll prance. Do anything you want it to. Take that one. Those disciples said, you know what? I appreciate it. I'm thankful for the generous heart the Lord's put in you. I'm thankful for that. But the Lord gave us his word. He said he wants this one. That's what we're going to do. And that owner would have submitted. That owner would have patiently waited, and he'd have been taught later why that was the case, wouldn't he? Give it time. Give it six weeks, six months, or six years. He'll teach you on it. Know what he says? The Lord wanted the wildest one, the worst one, the least of the herd. He said, I'm going to break it, I'm going to conquer him, and I'm going to ride him right into Jerusalem. This king came to save sinners, the worst, the most vile, the chief of sinners. And he's going to make every one of them willing and profitable servants. He's going to break them. And they'll be broke. Contrite heart, won't they? Here's the key to all this. Back in our text, John 12. Why? Why? Why would he do all that? Isn't this complicated? This, this is a lot of doing, a lot of planning, isn't it? Why would he do these things? Verse 14 said, And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon as it was written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, thy king cometh, sitting on an ass's coat. These things understood not his disciples at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things were written of him and that they had done these things unto him. When he's glorified. Why is all this taking place? Why, why would he do such a thing? Why would he pick a kingdom and take the heathen for his inheritance and be the king of that and the king of Jacob's and the, and the least of all the least and for his glory? For his glory, that's why he came. For his glory, that's why he redeemed his people in his death and his blood. For his glory, that's why he came to his people and broke them. Just like a wild animal. Calmed them down. Gave them a new spirit. Whole different spirit, isn't it? Whole, diff whole different personality. <laughs> it's night and day. <laughs> that's why, I did. why? For his glory. And when we see his glory, and that's the Lord's person and his work and what he does, we truly understand why everything's happening. Name a trial you've ever lived through well after when those scars have healed up, <laughs> those wounds have healed, and you look back, what did you see in all that? Christ's glory. You saw the Lord high and lifted up. Didn't you? That's why. That's why the king came. That's why he laid down his life willingly and died. That's why he broke, comes to his people and breaks his people and rides him right into the capital city, don't he? For his glory. For his glory. Pilate asked him, he said, Art thou a king then? In John 18, he said, Thou sayest I'm a king. He said, To this end was I born. He's born king. 
He always has been king. People say, make him king of your life. That's, I don't want to laugh at people, but that's laughable. They don't know nothing. They don't, nobody's ever told them any better. This king always, had, always has been king. He's the eternal king. He said, to this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world. Are you king? That's why I'm here. <laughs> I was born this way. This is why I came, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. He's it. It's for his glory. All this fulfilled the scriptures. Paul said he preached the gospel. He said, I deliver unto you first of all which I received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Zechariah 9. You can turn over there. If you get to Matthew... Go two bu- two books to the left. We've got Malachi to the left. The next one, Zechariah. Zechariah nine. Zechariah nine. As you're looking that up, this, this is there's four scriptures this fulfills prophetically in the scriptures, but one of them is Psalm one eighteen. Things we quote out of context, isn't it? The stone which the builders refused has become the head of the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. Is this marvelous to you? This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. That's today, isn't it? We say that, don't we? How, how loose. Oh. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now. What's that? Hosanna. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. Mm. Zechariah 9, verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Who's that? Jacob's? (laughs) Heathens? Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. Do we have to find him? Herod said, I ain't going to go looking. He came to us, didn't he? Boy, I'm thankful. He is just and having salvation lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. And I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem and the battle bow shall be cut off. All enemies going to be stopped. And he shall speak peace unto the heathen. Peace unto the heathen. And his dominion shall be from sea even to sea, and from river even to the ends of the earth. As for thee also, by the blood of thy covenant, I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit wherein there is no water. Where does he find all his people? In a pit, miry pit. You got water of life down there? Uh Uh-uh. Kiss do all of it. Turn you to the stronghold. Turn to Christ. You prisoners of hope. I love that. I underlined it three times. <laughs> what, what, what did Paul say? I'm Christ's prisoner. I'm from, from the Lord's penthouse down here at the prison house. I'm a prisoner of hope. <laughs> Quit having hope right now. I can't. I know we're bound to it. I made one with it. Even today do I declare that I will render double unto thee. Double. Double. And that is promise. We understand that, don't we? We see his glory. What a precious thing that is. 
He says in Ephesians 1, 9, I'll close, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Why did he do all this? We get it. He showed us. According to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. Anything the Lord does on purpose. Anything. What about our brother that's flooded up here? It's on purpose. What if it drought? There's a drought. It's on purpose. What if you leave lights on? It's on purpose. Everything's on purpose. It's his purpose. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth, even in him. He's going to bring all his people to himself. He's going to break all them wild asses. Every one of them. Bring them to himself. Give them a new spirit. What do the Lord's people say to all this? He's the king. I mean king. All capital letters. Ain't none, none, none like him. He's the king. He came and he died and redeemed his people. And then he comes to his people and he breaks them. Makes them profitable servants. Makes us good animals, don't he? Gives us a new spirit. He gets all the glory for this. What do we say? Hosanna. Save now. People talk about dispensationalism. Ugh. What, what dispensation Lord say he give? How much? How's he going to add to his church daily, as such should be, right? What we say today, save now. What are you going to save tomorrow morning? Save now, ain't we? We say save now. Blessed is the King of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. He comes in his own name. <laughs> He's just, that's our banner, Jehovah Nisi. Amen. All right, let's pray together. Father, thank you for this. Thank you for this word. Thank you for our king. You've given us heathens. Lord, that un unimaginable substitution, that death we earned, that abandonment and punishment of the sin that we are on the inside. Oh, death, where is our sting? <laughs> How grateful we are, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Save now. Lord, you have saved us. Save us. And save us until we're with him, with our king, our great Lord. Forgive us of what we are. Forgive us our unbelief and our doubt, Lord, and our worrying and our fearfulness. Turn us to him. Turn us to Christ. Be with our brethren that aren't with us, Lord. Those that are suffering the trials you've given, glorify Christ in it. Allow them to see him high and lifted up. How thankful they'll be, and we will be too. Thank you for this day. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen.